0: To the Traveling Designer Podcast. Uh, my name is Rick. Thanks for joining. I really appreciate it. Kind of feel like this is turning into the quarterly podcast, um, but I always say it's hopefully it's about uh, quality, not quantity. So hopefully I can give you some qu- some quality today. Uh, but I come to you. Um, I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona. Sun is going down. I'm actually just west of town in a free uh, camp spot uh, that I found on the app Camp Tendium. Um, If yes, if you're looking for for free spots or paid spots with good reviews and great ideas about camping, I'd definitely um, say check that out for sure. I've been up here for a couple weeks and it's been great. Um, So I want to dedicate this uh, episode to a friend of mine, a friend who he left us way too soon. Um, He wasn't a traveler, but he still always took the time to... To listen to all my episodes I mean I know that many people do you know it's kind of new and such but he always guess, like I said, took the time to listen and he would always text or call me after he did and kind of give me his thoughts so um I always appreciated that it's, he will be missed more than um than I think I still realize but um I guess my only advice or you know thing I've been thinking about is you know make sure we live for today because you know we're never never guaranteed a tomorrow so anyway i always like to kind of say what i've been up to um but yeah it's been a while since you know since episodes so basically i kind of summarize it a little bit and uh tell a quick kind of story or anecdote. but i've been in uh, arizona for most of 2019 traveling all through i was started the year on the on the the west side and i've moved my way and then i moved my way to to mesa and phoenix area now up here um i actually did a quick trip to moab as well so I was basically yeah all this time i'm actually this is like my last night in flagstaff i'm actually on my way to colorado so i'll be in new mexico tomorrow and probably in colorado in two days so i'm super excited about that um but one thing i got to do it was the uh like 10 days ago was visit the grand canyon it was actually my first time ever there i was you know, tell people i feel like the the grand canyon has always kind of eluded me i've i've made trips or planned for trips and I've been close but i've never actually made it there before so it was it was awesome to finally get to go and and to see it it is i mean it is pretty amazing it is the grandest of the canyons it was gorgeous you know i'm i can't really do much with my dog so I wasn't able to go down in and hike which was which is disappointing but Uh, We took the time to like definitely find like a good spot as the sun was going down, and uh, that made that was that was that was it was awesome. It was so beautiful and such a like calming and great experience. So uh, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. Um, But one of my the one of my favorite podcasts I've done since I've started doing these was one I did a year ago in California, and it was the subject matter was. Um, about artists in the national parks, um, so there's like two th- two things that I guess like that came back that I that I noticed when I was in the Grand Canyon. One, um, I got to go. I had a chance to go to see the. I don't know if I'm pronouncing their name right. The Cole Brothers. They had a a studio that they built, a photography studio that they built, and it ran from 1904 to 1976, and it was right on the, the very south rim of the Grand Canyon. So that was something that I learned when I was researching that podcast. So I got to go and see that, which was really cool. Um, it's now a museum and you know like a little bookstore and such. But it's like right at the trailhead going down, and I thought that was cool. This uh, something about all that history, which was which was pretty amazing. And then the other thing was um, that I mentioned in that podcast too was Thomas Moran. And I brought him up because of Yellowstone and the Tetons, you know, Mount Moran is named after him. And he actually sold a painting to Congress that was of the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone that he sold for like $10,000, which was a huge amount at the time. But because of that, then following year, he was able to join an expedition with John Wesley Powell um, out of Salt Lake City. And he got to actually visit the Grand Canyon and um, he was able yeah visit the Grand Canyon and did a bunch of uh, paintings and such and there's a point there's a place there called Moran Point which I never knew so I thought that was uh, really interesting to um, to learn some of that kind of stuff to you know to learn some of that stuff so that was it was a great trip I actually then went to um, Lake Powell as well and went to Horseshoe Bend um, I wasn't gonna do Antelope Canyon but I couldn't find a place that I was comfortable with to watch my dog, so I skipped that. Plus, it was 96 degrees. So it was a little hot, so I spent a day in that area and had a great campsite on the, at the beach at Lake Paul, but after that, I was like, I'm huffing it back up the mountain. It was way too hot. All right, so so for this uh, episode's topic, and it was one that might not take all that long and it's not not be relatable to everybody but it's something that's new for me and uh, it's towing a vehicle so obviously if you have a trailer this might not be something that you might get a lot of um, might not be something that's gonna interest you obviously but um, if you're someone who might be thinking about what to travel in or whatever this might be some, you know, might, it might be some useful information here, you know, I and mean, when you decide to be an RVer, you know, one of the first things you do is like, all right, well, how, what do I want, you know, what do I want to travel in, and then, you know, the second question you should ask yourself from that is, and then how can you go out and see the things you want to see, you know, so, um, I think those are two really important questions, and, so maybe I'll talk quickly about why I chose a C-Class camper and then why a vehicle was needed afterwards. But, you know, it was the only kind of camper I guess I ever really thought about. I never really thought about towing anything. You know, at the time I had a beat up Subaru, so I can't I couldn't tow with that. You know, um, I had a number of years where I, I really had kind of this like, excuse me, romantic vision of, of buying a Toyota Dolphin and traveling. <laughs> in that for like a summer and if you never if you don't know what a Toyota dolphin is google it it's essentially it's a it's a small c-class i could probably fit the entire c-class that Toyota dolphin inside of mine you know they're about you know 20 feet long and i mean you can actually pull them into a regular parking spot you know so anyway i don't know i've always I don't know. i've always wanted a, a c-class you know i you know it's I always thought it was just easy, you know, I only need one insurance, you know, the setup is easy, you know, um, you can't necessarily um, be stealthy with it, but you can still just park and sleep. You know, I was driving through Colorado with a friend, like my first month of traveling and we got lost and we couldn't find the people we were trying to meet and we just pulled over in this little town and fell asleep, you know, so you can do those kinds of things and, uh, you know, and it's safe, you know, I mean basically sometimes i have to level this thing off but other than that there's not much really else to do um there's a story going around to a friend of mine a friend of he's an escaper who had a little accident with his trailer which if i think about it i'll post there's a couple blog posts that they i believe they did about it and i'll try to do the link in the in the credits or whatever in the post but yeah it's just it's i just always thought the c-class camper was easy and i just wanted something that you know my dog could roam around in when we were traveling around and was comfortable for her so uh you know so that's just kind of what i went with and i never thought about ever towing a car it just never really entered my head you know i always i was kind of in this mentality when i first started traveling of of everything of having things be simple of you know i was getting, you know, I moved out of my apartment, I got rid of 90% of my things, I got rid of my car, you know, I just wanted something, I just wanted simplicity, you know, so um, I knew that there would be some compromise, you know, there's compromise in every anything you do, but you know, I think I realized that, you know, there's going to be things that I couldn't do, and I was okay with that, you know, I, I still remember being in Joshua Tree and wanting to... You know, see this section. I don't remember what it was, and there's just, there was just no place to park. there was no place to park a 27 foot camper, and this was even in December. You know, so and was, you know, there's lots of roads I can't go down, and things that I couldn't do. It was a waterfall in where was that at? In Oregon, that I couldn't do. It was like I'd have to, I would have had to hike like three miles just to get to the trailhead. You know, and I kind of decided not to, but anyway you know like for the first two you know couple of years you know i it was it all worked you know i like i said i think if you have the, the right mentality it was fine it was fine for me um but i have to admit like things probably changed about a year ago um you know i went to an Escapers event in oregon and met a bunch of cool people and it was the first time i started meeting other travelers and then a couple of months later i was going down the oregon coast and there's a few people who were doing kind of the same trek i was doing and they kind of I kind of waited around. They caught up, caught up, and it was the first time I've actually, you know, caravaned with with other travelers and kind of you know got to see how other people travel and such. And with that group, we had um, a woman who had a Sprinter van, and there was a couple who had a trailer and a truck, and then he actually had a motorcycle, so they had a lot of flexibility. And then another guy who had an older class, older C class, like myself. And he towed um, a geo tracker. So, I mean, it was interesting. You know, I definitely started for the first time picking his brain about towing, you know, and he kind of, you know, encouraged me and I guess kind of made it sound really easy, which, you know, it's not as easy as I think I had it in my head at first, you know, but it was, it started planting the seed, you know, and I, you know, and I, you know, like I said, you know, two, in there when I was with that group we, were, we probably did a lot more boondocking than I was used to you know I always tried to free camp whenever I could but at the same time and it all depends on where you're at obviously but um you know um, but the one thing is I always kind of justified staying at you know state parks or other things because for a few reasons you know I got a place to park and you know, most of the time I wanted to have cell service I could work I wanted to be able to go hiking without having to move my vehicle or drive my whole house just to go to a trailhead so those you know lots of justifications there so when I started you know boondocking more you know and caravanning with my friends you know I had to rely on them to you know take me places like if we all decided to go hiking or whatever um will usually required driving so um yeah that was the first time I said I had to rely on other people to kind of, you know, take me to those places because that's just not the way I traveled myself So so I saw a different I saw kind of a different a different side of things. So I got super excited I was on my way back to Washington for Christmas and I had another beat-up Subaru that I bought when I was in Penn So like I'm gonna sell that I'm gonna get Something and then I'm going to uh, Go to Arizona with you know get it all set up. Um, that didn't happen (laughs) I got back to Washington and first I got like sick. I was on my back for 10 days. So pretty much the whole thing was scratched from the get go, you know, but I did start to be able to, you know, do some research and, you know, start to kind of put the pieces together of what I needed like what kind of vehicle I wanted, what kind of vehicle could I tow? um, What kind of vehicle could I tow four down, you know, four wheels down Um, started. Yeah. And all the things that are involved and I won't get into all of it, you know, but you have to see like what, you know, find a vehicle in which, you know, I wanted a vehicle which first I could have some fun with, you know, I wanted to be able to tow it four down. I didn't really want it to have any restrictions. And there were some vehicles that had, you know, restrictions of, you know, they encourage you not to go over 55 miles per hour, or you had to do some, some work, you know, unhook some things like the battery or, um, is it the casing? I believe, I don't think that's the right term. But anyway, um and obviously you had to think about weight, you know, and then you had to think about what can your camper tow and then finding something that could that is within that weight. So I started doing some research before, you know, before the New Year and then kind of like dropped it and then uh went to Arizona. So I was on my way to Arizona for New Year's in which then I went for New Year's and got to do some cool stuff and and then after we were in in lake habasu there was kind of like a caravan of us all going kind of south boondocking again so some of the same things kind of came up you know we're boondocking which we were which is you know the great thing about arizona is you can there's places to boondock everywhere free camping and it's it's amazing you know but you're kind of out there in the middle of nowhere so just to go to the store is packing up everything and driving to the store in my in my home or hiking you know one time we did try did uh take my bike my e-bike out with mazzy my dog um it was like a four or five miles which isn't bad but the road was just so bumpy and my dog she's getting old she didn't she didn't care for it at all so i don't know if she appreciated appreciated that and then at one point, we were down in this place called American Girl Mine, which is technically in California, but super close to Yuma, and I was there for 16 days, and I think I only left like five of those days, you know, um, to do certain things. I took my camper up maybe twice into town to, you know, take care of the water and the dumping and go to the grocery store and and such. So, I mean, yeah, I always have this way of making do, like I've, I'm usually pretty content regardless, but... I think there's a whole world out there that you can... There's out there to see. I mean, the whole reason you're out there, you know, decided to go RVing, right, is to go explore and and to see things and to experience the communities and different parts of the country. So I feel like at times I wasn't quite maybe fully doing that with the way I was traveling, especially now combining a couple of things together, you know, traveling with other people and kind of not doing... Things totally my way, so after that experience, I um, I went to Mesa to visit my family, and then I really started gearing it up. I was like, all right, I'm I'm in this. Like, I really want to make this happen. So, um started you know to to go back and you know see look try to figure out what kind of vehicle I wanted. Um, so I wanted something that was four by you know four by four where i could play and takes you know trips in i didn't want something too big i had i needed to keep it to under five thousand pounds um i think that's where i was my comfort level was with what my camper could do so i finally uh, decided on a on a jeep liberty so you know four-wheel drive um compact i could put it you know i could tow it four down all to four tires down um no restrictions so i didn't have to do anything to it so um easier said than done trying to find an old older model uh, jeep liberty you know i didn't want to spend a bunch of money on anything you know right away but um took a little while but i actually found found a jeep liberty and at that time i was too thinking you know starting to do research on everything else you know the tow the towing package and everything that's needed there um which is a whole you know a lot more research you know there's basically two companies you can kind of go with there's roadmaster and there's blue ox both of them are good i've kind of read that roadmaster was was better and that's so that's kind of what i decided on so and they're amazing um they're actually neighbor neighbors of my parents business you know we have an rv awning business in vancouver and they're also in vancouver so i contacted them and they um, were great they asked you know what kind of vehicle I had and they basically gave me everything I needed to know and gave me the different packages and you know ended up choosing one you know if people are interested in thinking about it it's called the Falcon 2 so it's like the second the middle level towing package but it comes with everything you need. It came with the brace plate, all of the wiring but the, but the great thing about the Falcon 2 was is the the tow bar itself it shifts back and forth a little bit so when you're trying to line it up, you know me traveling alone unless I can get my dog to like help guide me in you know um, you need to be able you know I don't have to be perfect when it comes to getting it close because the toe bar the toe actually the bar actually comes out and goes side to side so it helps so, you know it makes it so much easier to you know you don't have to be perfectly lined up so that was kinda of of, the package I decided to go with um, the one thing that you know, and I, like I said, I kind of knew going in what I kind of needed. But the one thing that I, I think I failed, at least in my research, and how much you know in terms of money and everything was, there was the braking system. It was something that I didn't, not many people brought to my attention early on, and uh, but it's definitely something you need. There's a lot of states that require you to have a braking system, and I definitely you know don't I just want to be safe, you know, I don't want to hurt myself or anyone else. So um, essentially a braking system is for the vehicle that, you know, when you brake in your camper, it automatically then breaks your vehicle. So there's a couple different ones you can get. There's the kind that it's a little bit cheaper. You know, you every time you're getting ready to set up and go, you set up the braking system as well and it kind of goes at the foot of, you know, the driver's driver's side where the brakes are, you set it up and you go. And there's another one where it's a little more expensive and it takes a little more intensive labor to install it. But pretty much like once that's installed, you know, you plug it in the front when when you're plugging in everything else and you're ready to go. So that's the one I decided to go with. So for people out there who are looking to maybe who have a class or thinking about which way to go and thinking about price, um, I spent $2,400 in parts. So, um, yeah, so not, not necessarily cheap. So then, you know, you've got, uh, you got to to get this stuff installed. So if there's people out there who know how to do it, I know a lot of my escaper friends and other travelers I know, um, are a lot more savvy when it comes to that kind of stuff than me. I didn't really have the time as well. You know, I was itching to get out of Arizona I actually had another thing that came up that I'm gonna I'll talk about here in a second. so I decided it'd be best I don't you know all things considered just to pay someone to do it. So um, I had my vehicle parts were there I at this point was calling around to a couple of places I took it into a place to have them look at it and they took a look and they said do you know there's frame damage to your vehicle? And I was like, no, I, I, I don't, I didn't, you know, it wasn't in the Carfax reports or anything of that nature. And then I bought it from a place that, essentially, they're buying cars from an auction and they're reselling them. So they probably knew, um, what happened, but I don't know. They didn't definitely didn't tell me. So I was I was super freaked out because I just thought I bought a vehicle that I can't even use. So took it around finally found a place who looked at it and said hey we think we can we can fix the frame and put all the towing stuff in and so I, that's why you know i went to moab and ended up coming back while they were working on it so if, if if anyone's in the mesa area or the or in arizona i i highly recommend going of uh using cliffs welding they are awesome they're they know what they're doing and all and actually like once they get in there it wasn't as bad as as I thought it was going to be or they thought it was going to be basically I thought I was gonna spend $1,000 just to fix the frame but essentially they got it fixed with like an hour's worth of labor so that was great it was a pleasant surprise they got everything set up and uh, it was so that was you know for people who are keeping track that was $2,200 so usually yeah someone you know um that's about average like about two thousand dollars but if you're gonna you know but if you're end up doing the different um you know the different braking system you know you might be able to do it yourself or it might not definitely cost that much because they definitely said it it takes them a full day to install that so for people who are trying to keep track of that that's some useful information there so you know so i came back from from Moab after being there for a couple of weeks and picked up the, learned how to set it all up and everything, and I was set to go. I was super excited. A little nervous too, you know, it's different, you know, to have this thing, you know, pulling something behind you, you know, it, it you know, my camper drives a little different, feels a little different. I was super excited, and uh, I kind of felt like the, the RVing gods just threw me in the mix, like right away. Cause as I'm on my way towards Sedona, I break down twice um yeah it was non-related to non completely non-related to um the towing it overheated I had some work done when I was in Mesa um I had to get a new radiator and stuff so I won't talk too much about that it's a, it's a little fresh for me I'm still a little frustrated so anyway I got you know pulled over and taking it I ended up getting it into a place in cottonwood arizona just south of sedona and they're like oh yeah it's leaking antifreeze um it'll take a couple of hours uh they had it for two weeks yeah two weeks so i but i had a vehicle you know i was able to to leave and you know and to do all kinds of things and i could not imagine being there for two weeks and not having a way to get around Um, I don't know if I've ever told this story before uh, on a podcast, but my first day of traveling was was June 1st, 2016, and I left Boulder, Colorado. I didn't even get to Colorado Springs, and I broke down. And I broke down once, and I thought I got it fixed, and actually I didn't, and I broke down again the next day. And I had to be pulled and dragged to uh, a little town where I was there for four days while they were putting in my, wa- putting in a fuel pump and you know, yeah, so it was a little town. Um, but yeah, four days. I mean, obviously I had no other car, so I had no way of getting around to do anything and it actually worked out well, you know, like two nights I slept in the camper, you know, um, at the, at the shop. I think at one point it was even at like a 40 degree angle and I slept in it anyway. A couple of nights I actually slept in an RV park in my tent uh, I told the the owner of my story and they were the nicest people ever, and they let me stay there for free. you know, but I kind of just had my routine. I woke up and there's a coffee shop I walked to and then I went to the park and I had a pavilion so I could work and I had electricity and I would go across the street to the farm to table place for lunch and so it all and I was there was places I could walk my dog. So it all worked out. Um, Cottonwood, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. I had to walk like two miles just to go to the grocery store. But I had my liberty, so I was, I took full advantage. Like, all of a sudden, I, um, I could do all this stuff, you know. I, I was frustrated at the fact they I had it for two weeks, but, you know, I visited like two national monuments. We found little watering holes and hikes and, you know we went to this little small towns like Jerome which was pretty cool and went to Flagstaff and went to breweries and stayed up in Flagstaff for a few days and went to Sedona and did the drive up to Sedona so I took you know full full effect you know full, full advantage of having a car and you know being in a place so I felt like like I said I was just kind of thrown into it thrown into it of being able to have a vehicle and having to that's the only way I can get around while my camper was getting fixed and it was kind of the first time where I thought like maybe not having something you know didn't you know didn't make my life simpler you know like actually having something like a vehicle made my life better and simpler and you know it was is amazing just how much you know just being in flag stuff I've done I feel like I've I've been up here for a while now and I've taken full advantage and you know it's you know like I said before the the reason you travel so you can do things and experience things and and such and i've it's been great having a car from here and where i'm at and i'm about five miles from town and you know i feel like i know flag stuff really well and i've you know like when i went to the grand canyon basically went there for four days and all also to lake powell and i tent camped and in the jeep you know so it's been amazing it's been a complete you know 180 in terms of what I can do and I kind of always joke to myself that I'm an official RVer now I've put my big boy pants on and um, you know I'm it's like seeing a whole new world so it's uh you know it's been great so if you're thinking of you know thinking about if you have a c-class and you know you're thinking about towing you know I do recommend it you know it does there's some you know there's some complexities to it and you know and I feel like I'm going to have to become a better planner for some things and You know, I'm a little concerned about how, you know, the wear and tear on my vehicle, you know, on the camper, you know, dragging it around and everything. But those are things I think will get easier over time and I'll get used to. And, um, you know, my gas mileage, if I was probably at it was at, excuse me, around eight and a half miles to the gallon before, which was pretty awful. (laughs) And now I'm probably down to like seven. So there is that, too you know but you know you kind of look at the give and take is i'm definitely going to be able to boondock more and then and from there be able to go explore so though you know it's you know spend some extra money here you save some here but the but it should be all about the experience and i feel the experience is going to be so much more enriching than it was before even though up the first two years was great too so um like i say i definitely highly recommend it um You know, but definitely do your homework. You know, make sure you get a vehicle that's is compatible to your to your rig, and that your rig can handle it. You know, it's a little scary going up hills. You know, it's it's slow going for sure. You know, so there's you know there's some extra planning involved in doing it, but I definitely think it's worthwhile. So that's it. You know, that's what I got. Um, You know, if people have questions, I can. I think there's probably people who can answer them better, but I'll definitely do my best. If anyone has any questions, Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been thinking about future episodes, and I think I've got a couple others. So hopefully, it won't be like another quarter before I do another one. Um, I was thinking about doing one on solo traveling, and uh, maybe one on boondocking. If so, if anyone has any thoughts or questions or anything they want me to talk about, uh, let me know. Message, Message me in some way and um, definitely look at that that'd be great and yeah so I always like to do a quote at the end so I'm going to kind of come full circle and this is um, a quote that Moran Thomas Moran um, when he wrote a letter to his wife after seeing the Grand Canyon and it says uh, the, whole gorge, the whole gorge for miles lay, lays beneath us and it was by far the most awfully grand and impressive scene that I have ever yet seen So I think it's a pretty bold statement for someone who spent so much time painting the Tetons and Yellowstone to say something like that. So, um, yeah, if you have a chance to see the Grand Canyon again, I highly recommend it. So anyway, that's it. This guy said it was pretty quick. Um, I thank everyone for listening. And until next time, um, safe travels and enjoy your summer. All right. Bye bye. listen to all the episodes and to read my blog, go to www.travelingdesigner.co.